Thank you for tuning in to Coppin' with Comic. I'm Brian Coppin, and we're here with Comic Jonathan Ziegel. Jonathan Ziegel, how the hell are you? Hey, Brian, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for coming on and let people know where they can find you do comedy online. I know I follow you on Twitter. You're Johnny Z Comedy on Twitter and also on Instagram. You're the real Jay Z with a bunch of underscores. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you couldn't get the real Jay Z, period, right? You had to put some underscores <laughs> right, right. in there. <laughs> yeah, they, they, t- they took it before I got a chance to get in there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's fine. I found a way around it. Yeah, you're the, you're the only Jay Z I care about. It's important that we underscore I'm the real Jay-Z, you know? <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Great job. And so uh, where have you been doing your online comedy? Have you been doing um, any Zoom shows, or are you back doing parks and, and rooftops? Yeah, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing uh, mostly Zoom shows. Uh, I, I've done, uh, I, I, you know, I, I do my friend shows, which is really great that they, that they put them together. Um, I did a, a, a corporate event for the JCC. That was a lot of fun. Um, I haven't been on a rooftop yet. Uh, I'm just, I'm not a fan of the subways, uh, as they stand. So to get out to Brooklyn or Queens or whatnot, just, um, wow. haven't, haven't mustered the courage yet to, to get back out there like that. So that's where the cheap bookable rooftops are out in the boroughs. <laughs> exactly. Low minimum requirements, you know? <laughs> yeah. If you're on a Manhattan rooftop, you're paying $50 for a drink or something. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then what we're going to talk about real quick, we're going to talk about the internet of things. And you're going to have to explain that to me because I've heard the phrase, but I want to hear the real Jay-Z talk about it, but also this, the subtopic of online dating. So can you explain the internet of things to me and how did it evolve over time to include online dating? Sure. Wow. I mean, I think my old college professor would be mad at the way I'm about to butcher this uh, <laughs> definition, but I'll, I'll do my best. It's how like the internet is all around us and it's like trying to understand us so well that you know, it, it's predictive. It's starting to tell us, okay, so you're at home, you finish all your food because you like to munch late at night. And so we're just here to tell you that you might want to start loading back up on some things. That's the <laughs> internet of things, you know, very predictive modeling. You like, know? Like, like through advertising, they're doing that. They're doing the suggestive, you should uh, get more stuff to eat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's like all of my recommendations, that and like larger size clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think Adam Adam Mueller had had a joke where he said, "I'm no longer seeing the 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 ads, the kind of um, data driven ads when it comes to pants, you know, because people aren't buying pants anymore for the Zoom." And they said, "Yeah, even yeah. Um, even JC Penney or on the online real ta- retailers, they're confirming that yeah, people are still buying tops, not so much with the pants." Right, right. It's gonna be awkward when we get back to offices and everyone's still wearing like board shorts, you know. <laughs> Dude, fuck them. If they're going to make us come into the office during a pandemic on a train, they can go fuck themselves. I'll wear, I'll wear whatever the fuck I like. Yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite part about the board short is it's a two-in-one. You really don't need underwear. You just wear the board short. It's fine, you know? <laughs> and then about the online dating, you know, kind of what have you noticed over time with online dating, you know, success or lack of success or just, you know, I've been noticing certain things in people's bios. I think uh, Daphne Genschler, a former guest, talked about how open-minded now means horny. And, I've been, you know, so right. people have been translating these things that I've been seeing in the Twitter, yeah. the Tinder or the match profiles. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, I think open-minded has always meant horny, has always meant, <laughs> you know, par- interested in being part of a throuple. If you, you know, if, you know, if if you and a girlfriend are are, are interested. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I, uh, I just think online dating is so interesting, and you know, I talk to a lot of comics who are actually talking about how they'd rather hook up with another comic because they trust that the comedian has been quarantining and being careful versus those <laughs> who are on dating platforms. And I just go, wow, that's 
that doesn't make any sense to me. Like every, every most comics I know are, you know, pushing the boundaries of recklessness. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it wouldn't be my choice. But uh, there's probably a lot of like normal people out there just swiping for, you know, for, for, for self-teasing play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, but um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, and just to, just to be clear, just to get this out of the way, I'm not currently online dating. I have a girlfriend. Uh, I'm just kind of fascinated by the topic. I just think it's, it's really interesting how people used to position themselves and then probably still now today position themselves, you know, and then impact of quarantine. I think that's, that's all, you know, uh, it's a reflection of how people view themselves or what they want to put out in the world, you know? And so how, how did they position themselves before online dating itself, but then how do they position themselves during online dating and then again during the quarantine? How has that position oh. changed? Yeah, I mean the thing that used to the thing that used to frustrate me was I'd see a lot of profiles where there'd be like six pictures of a girl and every one of those pictures were like a vacation shot, like a travel shot. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it. You love to travel. Okay, but it took you nine years to accumulate <laughs> these six photos. Like what else <laughs> what else is there about you that you know on a more consistent basis we could maybe, you know, connect on? And yeah. and, and now I think, you know, probably, you know, quarantine is just like you know here's me in my living room here's me on the floor of my kitchen here's me with my newly adopted cat and it's just it's, it's probably a little more real today of just like here distill me down this is what you get you know yeah and i mean like this travel is travel kind of a, a substitution for personality because first of all travel to me is awful like there's nothing less um free and calming than you know you know planning for months saving for months you know flying halfway across the world you know for 10 or 18 hours or however the fuck long it takes, you know, spending there for about three days and then doing the same thing in reverse. Like right. why do, why are people so obsessed with kind of showing off their travel bona fides? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I, I think, uh, uh, why are people obsessed with that? I think they just go, here's me out of my comfort zone. This is what I look like. I'm smiling. I'm in a tank top. I'm, I'm <laughs> skin burnt. I'm, I'm petting a drugged up tiger. Like this is me at my best. This is what I want <laughs> you to know about me. Cause if you see me at my worst, you're probably not going to like it, you know? Yeah. Even, even now, after Tiger King, you think of some of those people would take out the Tiger shot. You would think. No, I think they're going, <laughs> we support the Tiger King. Yeah. This I, was I still... not done at Carol's. <laughs> this was not a Carol's <laughs> sanctuary. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because some, some of that stuff was, the, the one person made the good point in Tiger King in that it's like, yo, if they're not breeding in, in, in the wild and they're not because they're being killed off like how the fuck else are you supposed to keep tigers around than breeding them but i suppose the 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 point is well then you shouldn't fucking charge to you shouldn't fucking pimp them out to you know for petting videos or something or petting pictures yeah 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 you know the, i think the whole confusing thing is i think he genuinely loved these tigers i think he thought there was nothing wrong he's feeding them giving them medical care he's giving them you know, the, the arms and legs of staff to chew on and gnaw on. You know, he maintains, <laughs> maintains a little bit of their natural aggressiveness. Yeah, yeah you know? it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm letting him bite this woman's uh, arm off. Right. <laughs> I fucking love that. And then, um, but back to the dating thing, do you, I mean, one thing you're, one thing I'm noticing is the whole height thing. And you might not have a, any problem with it because you're probably taller than I am. But it seems like a, a large percentage of the women want tall dudes. And of course, even stand-up comics have talked about this. But the percentage of population of those, you know, six-foot guys and over is pretty small. And you would think that it would take the cream of the crop of the women to snag that rare bird. But it's like 85% of the women think that they can get... <laughs> 
the the percentage of the population that's tall and it's only about 15%. Like at some point I want to tell these these women who might be, you know, on the physical look scale, they might be a 5 out of 10. It's like, yo, you're asking for too much here or you're going to get exactly what you deserve. Yeah, you're going to get a tall guy, but he's just going to fucking fuck you and then go to the next woman who wants a tall guy. Right, right. Yeah, it's uh uh you know, I think what women ask for it's a champagne taste and Michelo budget, you know, they, uh, you know, they, they, <laughs> and the height thing is really curious. Cause honestly, like I, you know, I'm six, two, I'm a healthy six, two. I, I like my height, but I, I also see a lot of guys, six, four, six, five, who were very insecure about their tight, their, their height called giraffe and stuff growing up. How's the weather up there? They find it very annoying. They're not probably the best representation of like an alpha male that I think a lot of these women like. Yeah. And again, I also, I go to the bars and I see guys five, six, five, seven talking to girls, five, eight, five, nine. And physically, like you look at the body language, they're already like leaning into them. They're looking up at them like, they, you know, and, and they got this nice sort of, you know, alpha dog, Napoleon, you know, nice. energy coming. You know what I mean? Like nice. it's all meshed in there. And I'm like, oh, well, these guys have like I'm always looking down. I'm always like trying to, you know, not look too far down. Uh, I got to I got to talk into their ears. I got to talk down when it's like noisy. Like I actually kind of prefer to be of a similar height just yeah. from like you're talking to someone's face, not talk to someone's scalp. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, and, and women, women are just women. They just want what they want. It doesn't have to make any sense, you know. Uh, I, really <laughs> but I, I like that you say Michelob budget because, like, the thing they're at, that they're asking for, it is driving off certain people who might satisfy them in other ways. Like, if, like, in person, <laughs> if if you were a shorter person and you brought that alpha energy, could you have snagged it because you were, you know, you were rich and you were confident and you were good looking? It's like they seem to use their Michelob budget to poor effect if it's going to drive off certain people. But also, um, what's my other thing? Oh, and so, some of them might be fine with that. Like, it seems like from what I can gather from my my preliminary Google research is that the tall thing is to make the woman feel petite. It's like there's another way to feel petite. Just be fucking petite. You know, Mark Norman had that joke. It's like, it's like, well, why didn't you lose weight? And she's like, it's hard for me to lose weight. And it's like, it's harder for me to gain height. Yeah. Like if, if the, yeah, if the whole thing is to feel petite, like, why don't you just fucking get petite instead of demanding a tall guy? But, you know, maybe they do would just want a tall guy that looks alpha, but can be treated like a beta. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I actually don't mind. Like, I'd rather walk around with a tall guy who makes me feel petite, who comes off as an alpha, but then I can kind of control him behind the scenes. Yeah. And is that really what is that really what women want? Tall guy or is it fit guy? Is it athletic yeah. guy? Is it like muscular guy? Is it six pack guy or six pack plus a little chub? Because that's a little comfier. You know, yeah. I, I think height is like misdirect. I don't think that's actually because like we don't say oh, I want a tall woman. You want a gorgeous woman. You want a banging woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> some guys are tits guys. Some guys are ass guys. Like that's all good. You know what I mean? Like so what are they? You know, I think it's a misdirect. I think it's totally misleading. I think they're saying we want a hottie. Is what they're saying. We want a good hairline, good jawline, beautiful yeah. eyes, you know, small ears. You know, nobody likes <laughs> big ears on a guy. So. <laughs> but I'll, yeah, I, and I wonder if one is pro as a proxy for the other. Like at the very least, being taller might mean that any fat you have, have has thinned out. You know, yeah, fat, right. fat, yeah, fat on a short guy is, is just fat. I mean, fat on a taller guy can be thinned out to be the tall, the tall fat guy body. Um, yeah, but he's just kind a husky of, guy. Yeah. But like, I mean, at what point do these? Um, these profiles, you know, what would be an honest profile for the typical woman, in your opinion? Would you say, I just want a fucking hot guy, but what if the girl is a, is a five? Oh, you know, like, wow. what, what's, what's yeah. kind of, the, if open-minded is the code for horny, what are some yeah. of the other codes for a woman who's kind of uh, on a Michelob budget with a Michelob appetite? 
right? I, I think it's like, hey, uh, I'm gonna try my hardest. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna run key decisions by my girlfriends before I get back to you. You know, but uh, thankfully they're motivating me to do my best with you. So you know, I'm gonna say yes to a lot of shit. Sizzler, you got it. You know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they're going to be like Home Depot on Sunday. Absolutely. I'm setting the alarm. Uh, you know, I, I just think there's going to be more of an element of like keeping it real. Like this is what day to day is like. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to gas you up with all this exotic. Uh, look at me in Thailand, you know, with the, with the, you know, you know, you know, with the mountains and the canoes and, you know, and people like whipping elephants to, you know, get us to cross rivers. Like, I'm just going to keep it real. I'm going to be your 24-7 gal, okay? You yeah. want me to leave you alone? I'm going to leave you alone. You want me to come next to you? I'm going to come next to you. You know, they're just going to be real blunt about, you know, complicitness. <laughs> yeah, and those are the girls who are just couching it in their photos. Like, there's certain photos where I don't know if they're down to fuck or whatever. Like, these girls are laying on their back. They, you know, maybe have a low-cut top on, and, and some of them have their mouth open, and you're like, what the fuck are you signaling right now? I have no fucking clue. Whereas, like, the girls who I have every shot is them being perfectly gorgeous in the same pose, the same smile, the same angle, a new exotic place every oh. fucking picture. It's on yeah. it's on Tinder, so you have to make a decision. And so you're like, I can't believe I'm Xing out of this, but I am because is she just going to want to go around to expensive places and look hot with that same fucking smile and that same fucking angle? Right, right. It shows exactly who this person is. Yeah. You know? And it's like, yeah, what would I do? What would I do with this person? Like if a girl says you wouldn't even know what to do with me in certain of these cases, I wouldn't because it's like we're just going to go there and take a picture and then that's it. Right. Like what was your Insta boyfriend? Yeah. 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 You know, the cameraman, I mean, hopefully I'll get a cameraman credit. And like, you know, before, you know, back when you were in the dating market, before you got the girlfriend, like, can I ask kind of, you know, are you able to say, you know, what kind of successful coupled you up? Or if you don't want to be specific to the current girlfriend, kind of what have you noticed as far as successful pairings in the past, as far as how you guys got together via apps or via in real life? Yeah, they were well, just you being funny on stage. They were just like, "Great set, let's uh, go hang out." Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, uh, I think you know, probably when I was younger, I was still looking for the dimes, the nines and tens, and I was going, "Well, you know, I can. I'll take you to some nice places. I'll snap a couple photos of you." When I showed, up, I was already understanding what was happening. Like, I spent a lot of years actually dating dancers. That's a true story. I did a lot of exotic, exotic dancers, belly dancers. Wow. And and I felt like I could read them really well. And I was like, oh, well, they want a little attention. Uh, you know, they don't want to be disrespected. Let me just do that. And then one, we got the next, we got the next, we got the next. I was like, great. So I was like, so I was pretty busy for a couple of years there, you know. Um, and then, you know, and then what I actually found and maybe comedy, maybe comedy helped me find my truth was like comedy is very much, as you know, a truthful journey, right? You find your own truth. You find audience truths. You find connective truths. And maybe that's just like changed my perspective on it. I was like. Who can I share my truths with and who's attracted to me because this is what I do now. I'm not going to yeah. gas people up. I'm not going to show them fancy watches and shit like that that make no sense. I'm going to talk about what I think is real and that connects with people. And so I think comedy in a way, you know, even though it mostly makes me immature, in some ways it, it's matured me. You know, it's, uh, uh, it, it's helped me find a better, uh, you know, find myself better and then, you know, and then the universe yeah. provides weird yeah you know? yeah and i think that you know that's kind of one of the reasons why i podcast but also because i'm uh, why i am honest on podcast because something like you know the secret was like oh send your secret out into the universe and then you'll get x y and z back but really like the way that was translated by certain more knowledgeable people or wise people was just kind of uh 
draw the right people to you. Like if you, if you live your own life, like if you're true to yourself and you're open and honest about it, you're going to draw the right people to you in that they're going to be fine with the truth that you're telling on stage or the things you're, you're the honesty that you're displaying on a podcast. And I love that. Like, you know, and did you find that the successful pairings came from, you know, women in your audience, audience or fellow comics on the bill? Uh, so the, the, the woman I am with now, I met her online, independent of comedy. Uh, our second date was, in fact, at a show. And to this day, she likes to laugh. Well, I wasn't really sure that you were going to be funny on stage. And I was nervous that you weren't going to be because I was already starting yeah. to like you. Uh, and so, <laughs> so that one. And, and I talked to a lot of comics who are single. And I said, bring them to shows. This is what you do. This is what you love. Show them your passion, you know? Yeah. But also bring your passion on stage. Don't bring them to a mic where, you know, rah, 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 you know, <laughs> the energy isn't, you know, isn't necessarily high. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, you still got to put your best foot forward. I still think that's the rule. You know, that's, that's what you do, you know? Uh, that was, then, such a, was that a really scary set for you when you brought her? I, you know, I was too busy, like, just macking and, and you know, trying to look cool that I didn't allow myself to feel scared, you know? Yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to kill. I just think I'm going to get up there. And I'm going to kill, you know? And I was thinking about like what jokes I was going to tell her to like sort of let her know about how I think about things. Like it wasn't like a broad thing. It was like, all right, I'm telling these jokes for you, yeah. you know? Uh, and, and I, and I think that kind of helped. So, you know, I had some old, you know, online dating jokes about, you know, meeting the Karens on state, you know, meeting the Karens in real life. And it's like, all right, Karen, you listen to, you know, uh, you know, Nickelback, and <laughs> and you're an accountant, but your fourth photo here is like you jumping out of a plane. So yeah. clearly, you're trying to tell me you got a wild side, but like you're probably boring as fuck. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. Like you know, I'm just not the guy for you. You know? Yeah, these things are like a proxy for personality. I think, like going to these little, you know, doing these little experiences. And I think you know, I ran a marathon. I had a Porsche. I went to law school. But these things are not like I didn't do them because. They would sound like I don't go around saying these things out loud. Like really, they've developed me into a person that I would think is a little bit more interesting. But jumping out of a fucking airplane, like what can that fucking possibly do? Then to you mm -hmm. to just drop it in conversation and hope the other person is impressed. Like it did nothing to form your personality. I wouldn't think. Right. Like say, so, yeah, yeah, some of the more 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 boring people in my life are the people who fucking you know jumped out of a fucking plane. Right. Exactly. Right. They needed to validate. Uh, who they are you know and i and I, th I think this is actually i think we're actually getting somewhere really interesting about how we present ourselves because i find the other way like you like i have some accomplishments i have some stuff i've done in life that i'm proud of that's that's you know helped me become who i am today that's given me some awareness and some smarts but but that is the last thing i want to talk about on a date you know yeah. what I mean? on yeah. a date i want to have a good time i want to have fun i want to I want to, you know, like, like sort of connect and like talk about the shit around us and talk about what we're into. And rarely is that like my academic accomplishments from X number of years ago, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, but then what I find is like, it, it's pretty rare that somebody realizes that a lot of times I'll be on a date or I used to be on a date and the girl's going like, how come he's not trying to impress me? How come he's not throwing a lot of shit at me? <laughs> and I'm just going, well, how come you aren't? <laughs> <laughs> You're not impressive either. Yeah, like a lot of you know? I've even gotten like, why are you asking me so many questions? It's like, I'm trying to open you up to the point where you're fucking interesting. Right. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, like, like yeah. I really do want to connect and I, like I want, you know, not only go do cool shit, but like you say, like see their thoughts about it and see their reaction to it. Like, do they have any fucking novel thoughts in their head that might add to my appreciation of what the fuck we're doing? Or is she just being like, OK, what's this guy going to buy me now? How much am I going to eat on this fucking day? It's like I could give a fuck. Yeah. I talked to I, mean, fun, I talked to funny, interesting comedians all day long, man. You're not funny, you know. Like a date I would go on, I cannot imagine it would be any more interesting than the conversations I'll be having today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but are, are you talking, from New York? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm Chicago, so I've been I've been hearing a story off and on since 2010. But I but I, I'm sh- Chicagoland and then Chicago, and I bounce between Chicago and Astoria. But um, but yeah, I was in Astoria during you know before the quarantine. There was about 80 co- comedians, and we did the. Uh, we did our episodes at QED Astoria, and then during the corn, during the fucking pandemic, you just saw the cancellations on Saturday go from like one to like six. Like that was the night where I think what's his name test, you know, the guy in the NBA, Rudy Gobert. I think he tested positive for coronavirus, and they shut down the NBA or whatever. Yeah, like that shit happened from Saturday to Sunday. I couldn't fucking believe it. Now, are any of these things fucking making its way into your act? Like it sounds like you are talking about, you know, dating Karens and things like that. Like when we come back and we, you know, Gotham Comedy Club opens up and we're going there to see Jonathan Ziegel. What can we expect from your act? Is it autobiographical? Is it observational? Yeah, it's uh, it's probably a little bit of both. It's probably a little bit of like frank commentary on, on what I'm seeing today. And then a little bit a little bit of futurism in terms of like what I think that's going to mean for the world tomorrow. Some of it being like what I would like to see happen and what's probably going to happen and the friction between those things. You know what I mean? Well, I love uh, that. So we yeah. could probably see some of your recorded sets prognosticating about what would happen in 2020. And mm-hmm. did you predict the coronavirus or the Black Lives Matter? <laughs> well, it was, it was it was more of the problems of technology and what that's going to do for us. But, uh, yeah, coronavirus uh, just kind of caught me off guard like everybody else, you know, just. Uh, uh, but I, I've always been a bit of a doomsdayer, like every. You know, every room I walk into, I look for emergency exits. I'm that kind of guy. So, you know, so I was really psyched to start, you know, to when I was like in provision accumulation mode, I was like, shit, I got a lot of provisions already. I got four <laughs> bottles of whiskey. I got two tequilas. Like I'm doing good off the start, you know? Uh, <laughs> I, I think, you'll, yeah, I think the quarantine material will fold pretty easily into the doomsday material. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, I mean, we're um, yeah. to, and we could see all these dates coming up, like whenever stuff opens up or whenever you're doing park shows or rooftop shows, if you ever get to the outer boroughs, like that stuff is going to be a Johnny Z comedy, no H, or it's going to be the real Jay-Z with your initials and a bunch of underscores. That's right. Yep. Yep. Okay. The underscore, real underscore, Jay-Z underscore. Yep. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook too. And uh, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, I, I really, I can't wait to get back out there. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of energy and people are going to feel good. People need to feel good right now, so support live comedy. And are you going to be at the comfort zone? I mean, it looks like I'm looking on your Instagram page, and a lot of my former guests were on the show with you, and it looks like just some, some great sets going on. at the. It was called The Comfort Zone. It was a free comedy show. Has that been going on during the quarantine, and will it resume uh, after stuff opens up? Uh, after stuff opens up, yes. Uh, the bar is Walter's Cottage. It's a terrific Irish bar. Uh, it's in Hell's Kitchen. It's pretty close to Port Authority. Um, great bartender, Titty, Timmy. Shout out to Timmy. Shout out to Jeff and all the folks that hang out there. Dave, all the guys who come through and support the show. Um, we've been there about three years. It was weekly or bi-weekly, depending. Um, and yeah, as soon as this stuff is over, we're going to be out there putting more shows together. So we do hope to see you at Walter's Cottage for the Comfort Zone. Well, I love that because you said Timmy real quick, and I think you said Titty. And I was like, Titty's a great bartender, man. <laughs> Titty uh, does uh, help people get, get drunk and, and get in a good mood. So for sure. Uh, if you don't mind, there's 
there's another show I want to tell you about. Yeah. Uh, it's a roast show. It's my roast show. It's called Roast Beef. Uh, we do it at St. Mark's at Alex's place, St. Mark's place, uh, St. Mark's Comedy Club. We do it once a month. Uh, first Sunday of each month, roast beef. It's head-to-head competition, about 10 matchups, panel of judges. It's a lot of fun. We take the piss out of each other. It's just terrific. Uh, yeah. If you can, come out and support that, see, too. I, I can vouch for some of that. I see former guests on there. I see Carlos Garcia. I see Ivan Arguello. And um, I saw some other people. I thought I saw Davidson Boswell on one of the shows. I don't know if it was roast beef. Yeah. Maybe not. But, uh, you yeah, know. He's on the and, show, yeah. And, and one of my former guests is, is, is Jonathan Ziegel, and he's very funny. So go see Roast Beef and go see uh, the Comfort Zone show. Yes. But in the meantime, look him up, Johnny Z Comedy, and also The Real Jay-Z, because he is The Real Jay-Z. Jonathan, Z- Jonathan Ziegel, thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. Thanks a lot.